Welcome to the Worship Poor podcast, where we talk about Christian worship for worshipers. So sit back or hit the gas and pour yourself some coffee as we begin this journey answering questions like, what is Christian worship? What does it mean for our churches? How does it affect our daily lives and our families? Is worship simply a song or is it so much more? I pray that as we take this journey, you will not simply gain a better understanding of Christian worship as a concept, but you will leave better and able to worship. After all, we were created to be and are worshipers. Well, welcome to the Worship Poor podcast where we talk about Christian worship. I'm your host, Aubrey Starkey, and today it's my pleasure to introduce two of my good friends, uh, ben Brannon and James Cottrell. What up? Uh, ben so, is the worship, connect, worship and Connections Director at Wake Crossroads Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's currently attending the seminary at Southeastern, pursuing his master's. Ben also has music on Spotify. Let's go. Yeah, you got a new album coming uh, out? It's on my phone. It's not... It's not it's out not, yet. Yeah, it's not out after, yet. After the New Year's. Okay, so a new album coming after the New Year's. So you guys should go and check that out. It's under Ben Brannon, right? Yeah. Yep, awesome. Yeah. And then James Cottrell serves as the Worship and Community Director at Triangle Fellowship Church in Cary, North Carolina. James is married to his wife, Michaela, and they have an almost two-year-old son, Reed, right? Yeah, he'll be two in January. Gosh. Uh, which is crazy. Um, goes by way oh, way yeah. too fast like a blink of an eye um, i get that yeah totally yeah the the, the you know you're you yeah. just gotta live vicariously yeah. that's right when it comes to that i mean he does until it's your like time. he comes to my house and he just takes my, this takes is, my this child is okay my son, don't put it like that but <laughs> oh like we've had to call people in the past be like hey kidnapping <laughs> yeah come yeah come get ben yeah. <laughs> Okay. I, like we have a we have a <laughs> we've known each other for a while um we have a rotating like uh photo album on our tv um and there's a picture of ben there's multiple pictures of ben actually on that uh, Let's go. oh ben you should feel really special and uh and reed will see it and he's like ben and i'm like yeah that's ben that's ben he's learning the most important words first uh-huh and then he's building up to ones like, like dad yeah <laughs> Yeah, Mom. yeah. Those are yeah. <laughs> those are lesser lesser. Yeah. He's got Ben down. He's working on um, doxology. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, I <laughs> I taught him what a bean dip was the other day. It was really funny. He goes bean dip. <laughs> yes. Well, when he gets doxology down, you should bring him and he can be on the podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about the doxology. So, yeah. oh, well, today we're going to talk about uh, kind of named it in a letter format. Uh, so, dear young worship leader, uh, we're going to talk about just a couple things that we wish we would have known, um, not from the sense that we figured it all out, but from the sense that we're still learning. Um, and so, this conversation I hope will be helpful and encouraging to. Uh, those of you who are just now leading worship or wanting to lead worship, and maybe some of the things that uh, we had to learn the hard way, you might um, be helped in learning that the easier way. Um, but before we begin, I just want to open with scripture and prayer, reading from 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 6 through 12. Uh, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus being trained in the words of the faith and of good doctrine that you have followed. 
having nothing to do with irrelevant, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, for to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things, and let no one despise you for your youth, but set an example for the believers in speech and in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Uh, so just keeping that in mind as we are uh, talking about uh, leading worship uh, from the perspective of young worship leaders, both in age and in experience. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll uh, jump into the rest of our podcast. Uh, Father, we love you and we thank you uh, just for the opportunity to uh, talk about these things, uh, to talk about what you've given us uh, both to steward and to grow in, uh, how you have uh, taught us uh, to lead your people and continue to teach us uh, both through mentors and through experiences. Uh, Father, I pray that you would uh, let our conversation be helpful, uh, both for us and for uh, anyone who listens. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as we get started, uh, I like to ask every single time, what is the coffee choice of the day? So, James, what are you drinking today? Um, I am drinking uh, a latte that my wife made for me before I, I drove here today. Um, it's like from that um, like that Cafe Bustello espresso stuff, like oh. in the metal tin. Because Michaela um, was a barista. Yeah. For like how long? Oh, for years, man. Um, she helped. Like she was like the first person that um, this coffee shop in Youngsville uh, called Pack House, uh, which is awesome. Um, they she was the first person they hired, and then she helped like manage one of their locations before we we left the Triangle for a little bit, um, and then she was uh, a manager at a coffee shop out there for a little bit, and okay. she. I mean, yeah, I could see her doing it again. She's not right now, so she's just my personal barista. Yeah, I was going to say, nice. you got your, your personal barista yep. in your house, man. So, um, <laughs> Save a lot of money. Yep. There's a little, like, I typically drink my coffee black. Um, there's a little bit too much milk in this, but that's okay. It, you said it's a latte, so a latte yeah. is like a tiny bit so, of coffee. It's a latte milk. But it's okay. Milk. I didn't know we were walking to the coffee shop, so I got a backup black coffee. <laughs> um, backup coffee. Uh, with some Irish cream flavor. Hey, Ben, what about you? Uh, I don't do well with caffeine after 12 o'clock, so I'm (laughs) drinking a mint tea with some honey in it. Caffeine-free, of course. I guess I guess tea yeah. counts. I, I spiked guess. it with uh, one of those caffeine tablets. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to torture me during finals. Yeah. No sleep for you. Up, up. Well, I mean, won't you get more done? Huh? If if you don't sleep, you can get more done, right? That's not how math works. <laughs> that's that's different. Is it oh. finals? Week? Yeah. Oh. Last yeah. week of school, Thursday. Oh, nice. Yes. Except for not for me because I'm behind on stuff and. Mm. But and it's we're okay. in the same classes. <laughs> it's okay. Extensions. Extensions are kind. Um, yeah. they, they're kind to people with uh, kids, I think. That's what that is. So just Anyways. So that's what I have to do to <laughs> get an extension? Just have a kid. <laughs> just have a kid, man. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, and I am drinking just a regular cappuccino today. I wanted to keep it uh, 
Short. Short? Small. I said short. Yeah. <laughs> short and small, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, before we uh, kind of answer some of the bigger questions that I really want to talk about, I thought it would be fun to give you guys a couple rapid-fire questions that I didn't give you beforehand. Let's go. So how this... I want it to work is literally rapid fire. So one answer, like, so we'll go. Let's do James and then Ben every single time. Just boom. James and Ben. Yep. He's got the first. All right. So you guys ready? I was born ready. Yeah. All right. All right. Favorite worship song to listen to? Uh, I'm bad at these, dude. (laughs) Um, I got to pull up Spotify for that. Oh, come on. Dude, okay. Yeah, Ben, you go first. I, I suck it. Stuff like that. I also wasn't sure if it was going to be worship related uh, or not. <laughs> the God of Wonders. God of Wonders. Dude, oh, just that live oh. version that's on Spotify. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's such a jam. So it's, good. Lord of all creation. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into this later. I got saved at a third day concert. With Come on. Song, so. oh, Everybody that goes should. That I mean, voice, man. That's grieving the Holy Spirit. If you Amen. walk away from <laughs> Okay. Amen. All right. To you listen to? To listen just to. Just to, like, listen yeah, to? Yeah, just to listen to. You got it. I don't got this, Three, man. Your words, my business. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <You're>, I, <laughs> my phone is not working. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Very that's rapid. Here. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to. The, the rest of them, I think, will be more rapid. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hit me. All right, yeah, we're going to have to skip um, you. We'll come back. Oh, I Surrender by uh, Hillsong. Okay, yeah. there we go. We got it. The rest of them are going to be rapid fire, or I should say rapid, rapid fire, yeah, apparently. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right, favorite instrument to lead from? Uh, guitar. Piano. Oh, piano. Uh, skinny jeans or no? Uh, you first or me first? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll just, no. No? These are, like, fitted, but they're not skinny. Yeah. Uh, I'll say yes. Generally speaking, I'm I'm in a pair of uh, of loose fitting slacks right now. <laughs> I I I, le- I walked out the door and Michaela saw my, my wife. She saw me and she's like, "You are dressed very Gen Z today." And I was like, I kind of took it like a, a shot to the chest. I was like, "Oof, I yeah. I'm just wearing comfortable stuff." <laughs> um, but I'm accepting that loose fitting jeans um, are. Okay. Acceptable, and, cool. yeah. um, and not just jeans, just pants. And, like these slacks are super comfy. Um, you should you should look up these pants. My mother-in-law buys them for me because I won't buy them. Uh, but they're called cuts pants. They're like fitted, but like super loose. They're basically they're joggers, but like they look like I wear them with my sports coat. Got so, it. So hmm. they're nice. nice. All right, last two. Have you grown your hair out while being a wor- worship director? Okay, <laughs> I feel like this is so personal. Oh my gosh, for both of us actually. We both went from basically a buzz cut to shoulder length hair in the first years of being worship worship guys, okay? That is slightly offensive. Okay. And for someone who just shaved their head coming from him. From okay, like my 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 argument was that the hair growth started before I got my first job uh, on staff at a church. Um, you're still a worship leader. I was. Still, we were, we were leading worship together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm done with that season of life, though. Like, I, I cut it right before my son was born because I didn't want him to be pulling at my hair. Yeah. And um, 
I think the idea of long hair is like great yeah. in in the moment. Then you have it, and it's just like I hate yeah. messing with all yep. this. Yeah. I mean, I that's do... even with my spiked hair. That's why I should just shave my head. Oh no. I was like, I'm tired. Of I've it. I've got a mullet now, and I love it. Like I wish I'm... my wife would let me do that, but Dude. she said. She would shave it off. I did it subtly, and then I also gave my son a mullet, and I'm like, "Look how funny, uh, cute he looks!" And how then funny, cute. Um, and uh, and then <laughs> I didn't say to the barber, "I want a mullet," until this last haircut. Like I was just uh, okay. like kind of growing it out it's slightly, like, and oh, I would just yeah. say, "Leave the back." Well, and it's a subtle mullet. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. tapered. It's, 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 it's not. It's a it's a yeah. modern mullet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's way better. Yeah, than the others. Okay, and last one. <laughs> Who's your favorite worship team member? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I've got that. I, that's the easiest one. Easiest you wanna, question you're looking you at it. Put it on there. <laughs> oh no. That's a joke. Uh, uh, I, I figured you probably didn't want to answer that one. So, yeah. but uh, anyways, uh, but I actually want to get into just kind of the background uh, to you guys leading worship and and just kind of your calling in leading and I'll specifically say like for the sake of this podcast leading yeah. musical worship. Um. Yeah. So, who wants to go first? I'll uh, cool. I'll go. Uh, so, my I grew up in a town called Ashland, Virginia, right outside of Richmond. Uh, moved to North Carolina in 2016 to go to Southeastern, and uh, had a, it was funny. I had a 1.6 GPA in high school, so I just tell people the only <laughs> the only. <laughs> The only reason that I came to Southeastern is because they're the only college that would accept a 1.6 GPA. Um, but truthfully, I mean, the Lord knew what he was doing. So uh, <clears throat> didn't know what I wanted to do, and then just God slowly gave me a love for his word and then paired that with opportunities to teach it. And the worship aspect of all this really didn't come into play until three years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's Dude, crazy to think about. I've I've watched it, <laughs> the like, whole thing, and I called it and from like, birth. No, to, yeah, Tim I, Clemens did too. Oh gosh, I've man. watched it from a distance. Yeah, more. yeah, I, I've seen more recently. More yeah, recently. so I I came with no desire to be. I told my my freshman year roommate, shout out Hunter. Uh, I would two things I would never do is enjoy reading and be a pastor. It's just two things I swore I would never do. And <laughs> God has a funny sense of humor. Yes, He does. But uh, <clears throat> so I just started teaching regularly at my first church, and then um, the church I went to after that, Faith, where me, uh, hey, me and James I got went you together. To go there. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, what do you mean, kind of? I started started teaching there and playing drums a little bit and learned guitar, and then, long story short, there just was kind of forced into leading. I mean, me and you led Dude, together. COVID, so COVID, COVID, really well, COVID, the, the worship pole. pastor stepped down, and yeah. then me and you started basically co-leading. Yeah, with and the then music you, director there. And then I got a then job, you left. and I left. <laughs> and then I led said four I, services, geez. well, three, you know, four services a weekend for almost a year straight. Yeah, dude. And the Lord just kind of refined me by fire. And it's funny, at the end of that, I was still like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is cool for now, <laughs> but I'm not doing it as like a profession. And then Jerry, our college pastor, said, dude, I mean, you've already got the skills. You've got a great resume now, like, yeah. just from this experience. You should just try to apply. And I applied to one church, and then... Like a week later, my now pastor texted me and was like, hey, we need help. You know, our guy just stepped down. Can you come help fill in? I said, sure. And it turned into a full-time job. So not your typical path forward. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Lord, drug you through a little bit. I learned guitar. (laughs) I learned guitar and had never sang in front of anybody three years before I was a full-time worship 
it frustrated me to no end because like <laughs> you started i was like hey man i need a drummer you're like don't invite me to your church i'm mm-hmm. like i just need a drummer and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like yeah. before i could even get the words out you're like Dude, don't yeah. don't invite me to your church i don't yeah. i'm not don't trying. proselytize like, me okay and i was yeah. like I've, i just need a drummer for this this retreat yeah. campo and, kill uh yeah campo kill and um yeah, one thing led to another. You ended up at face with me, and um, but it would frustrate me to no end. You would just be like, "Yeah, so I think I'm gonna um, like learn guitar." I'm like, "Ah, dude, I would love to teach you." Like, or Hunter help got you me out. into that. And then, like within a month, you were as good a guitar player as I was, and I've been playing for for years, and I was <laughs> okay. so upset. Well, I was playing. I was playing and, at the men's retreat. Yeah, and Stephen like forced me to sing. I was like, "I'm not doing this." Because I, I like started shaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get back, and he's like, hey, since you did that, you could help lead since we don't have a worship pastor. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. And for reference, it's not a small church. No, no, no. They have right, like no, 1,500 faith, members. Faith yeah, I was going to say, yeah. faith is not So it wasn't like, church. hey, podunk, like small 100 people. Yeah. Which yeah. props to that. Like I, I was so grateful for my time at faith because they are open to giving yeah. people like us opportunities, not just in the worship ministry. Yeah. Like that church as a whole is great at, at – building disciples up to then leave and go make other disciples mm-hmm. and train others up really well. That's that's a, uh, a feather in their cap. Um, but yes. then you did the same with piano. You're like, I'm going to play piano. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. that one that one really <laughs> frustrated me because <laughs> I have tried to learn funny. piano for so long. I'm easing into it. Like you said, like, what's your favorite? Like, I would love to answer piano. I've only led from piano once, and it was like my – Wor- my worship New Year's resolution this year was yeah. like I remember that like I, and I was so proud of myself when yeah. I did it but it's it's so it's simple difficult. Like, it's difficult but I'm doing like the simplest stuff it was a me- it was a mess so yeah sorry you that's my, well, that was my too. short version I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean there's so much in there but that's yeah. kind of yeah. unorthodox approach but. well I'm sure that some of it will unpack a little bit more in the yep. in the next question but James what about what about you yeah man I um like Ben, I, I grew up in a uh, Christian home, um, but I was uh, here in the Triangle. Uh, my family moved up here from Florida um, back in 2001 um, after my uh, my younger sister was born, and we've been calling North Carolina home ever since. Um, and uh, yeah, I say the Triangle, Wake Forest is where we were living, um, and uh, just was church was just like what we did. It wasn't like. Um, we weren't rock solid Christian folk. It was just kind of going through the motions there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember around when I was seven or eight, my parents both got really serious about their faith. Like they they fell in love with the Lord all over again. And um, they my dad started leading our home in a really intentional way. And it was it was really really cool to I can look back on and see that change. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was nine. Uh, we were at a third day concert at Walnut Creek Amphitheater. Come on. <laughs> and, uh, um, like, they're not a worship band, uh, but they've got their moments for sure. And there was, like, worship was happening at that show. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around and I'm seeing hundreds, almost maybe, yeah, it was, it was just shy of maybe a thousand people worshiping. And I, I, I knew there was something that I wasn't connected with. Um, and it led to just me asking a lot of questions. I was like, hey, I know all the stuff. Like, I know I know all the Bible stories. I know that Jesus loves me, that he died for me. Um, but, like, when we were singing, they were on something I'm not. And I'm, I'm expressing that as a nine-year-old, not, you know, as 
articulate as I, I can say it today. Um, but thankfully, through um, pastors at our church and through um, the leadership of, of my dad in our home, about a week later, I, um, uh, I, I came to know the Lord as my Savior. And um, I praise God for the discipleship in our home and the discipleship at our church um, that continued on for years to come. Still, I'd call that like fire insurance phase. Like I was, I was saved from hell, but I, it wasn't super deep. And um, when I was around 14, uh, I was at a uh, missions camp uh, with our church and uh, doing hands-on ministry for a really, really poor community in Kentucky. And um, there was a call to, you know, hey, who feels called to ministry? Who feels called to missions? It's kind of that stereotypical altar call moment. Um, at a lot of these camps, but um, man, I felt the spirit moving. And uh, when our pastor talked about ministry, um, I I went up and talked with him, and um, that's really where I see the call to just ministry in general. It was, still wasn't worship; music was just something that I I liked. Um, but after that, it became more of an intentional focus. Um, I got plugged in at our our student worship band. I was like, I can sing, can't do anything else. So it was just like a thing I did. Um, within a year, I, I taught myself guitar and it went from, oh yeah, I can do this to, oh, I like doing this. And then the next year, wow, I, I really like doing this. <laughs> year three, this is, this is all I want to do. And uh, by senior year of high school, um, I had kind of rejected the family plan of going to uh, Florida State University Praise the um, Lord. Nope, dude. Praise the Lord. Don't even, like, I'm still salty that we got left out of college football playoffs right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'll admit, like, man, that that was that was sucky, but, ser- like, we lost. So I'm just, like, celebrating that y'all yeah. didn't win. And so we, just you know. thin ice, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, uh, I, went, I came here to Southeastern. I uh, loved my time here. I, I started as a, um, a student in a... Um, pastoral ministry major plan um, that I don't know what it's called now. Um, Tim- Timothy Scholars. The, okay, yeah. it's called the Timothy Scholars. It did not used to be, and I'll, uh, I'll yeah. we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was not cut out for that plan. I, I'm not an academic. I'm not great at school. Um, I love learning, and I, like I said, I, do, I did love my time here. Um, but after that freshman year, I went to my advisor. I was like, I need to switch this up. Like, this is not for me. And um, my then girlfriend, now wife, is like, "Who are you fooling? Like, why, why, why are you not focusing on on worship ministry?" Mm-hmm. And so I switched over to the worship ministry program here, and um, spent a few more years here before I got a job at a church, and had said I would finish online, and life just happens. Uh, like I said, I was working full time. Um, I had a wife; we were expecting uh, our firstborn, and um, so school just kind of got placed on hold and it still is but now that i'm back in the triangle which we moved to back here a couple of years ago or a couple months ago like, whoa, man, yeah. where have you been no, for the past yeah, few years i've been hiding um <laughs> no we moved back here a couple of months ago and uh so now we're talking more about me finishing up um my schooling um even though i i don't want to but i i need to um but yeah i got a job at a church in Asheville, um and that's where i've been the last two and a half years. Um, it was unique. It was different. It was 
not something that um, I was expecting or anticipating as a 22-year-old when I got the job. And um, I'm grateful to be back. <laughs> I learned a lot there. Uh, I learned a lot of what I don't want to do. I learned a lot of stuff that I do want to implement going forward. But um, all that to say, um, thankfully, the Lord delivered us out of uh, a rough season and um, brought us back here to the Triangle, mm. albeit a different part. We're in Cary, and uh, I'm on staff at a church called Triangle Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faith Baptist, where, where I went for forever, helped plant this church back in January of this year. And um, well, so it's a it's a new, it's, it's new, a new plant. My my old pastor called me up and he's like, I know you're looking for a job, kind of back in the Triangle area, and um, you know, there's this church, and we think you'd get along really well with the pastor. Mm. I DM'd him that night, and <laughs> we talked like every day for the next two weeks, and it was it was all God, man. Like how it all came together, how quickly we were able to move here, and then our time there um, since October uh, of this year has just been beautiful and encouraging and. Uh, restorative and it, it's a joy to to serve that community and uh, to be a part of the team there at that church so and it's it's just wonderful and I could talk for forever and I know I feel like I'm I'm over I'm over talking so I'll, I'll leave it all at that but that's that's uh, all me so yeah yeah no no that was good I, I've talked a little bit about my own but I wanted to bring this up because I wonder if Ben if you remember um, so my wife and I, we met, uh, via leading worship together, um, for a Fuller House Calibrate here at the uh, College of Southeastern. Miss Calibrate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Miss the old Calibrate. Yeah. It seems like it's gotten a little big. No, no, now it's back. It's back. It's back in Applebee. It's oh, that's the best. Be. I've gotten a leading worship in Twice Applebee. since. So been great. Um, but like I said, me and my wife met through rehearsing for that and uh the drummer for the band was was ben mm. and uh i, I could, remember i have the funniest perspective on the story yeah i i guarantee yeah. but like specifically i call um wow i'm gonna forget the day it's october 22nd um was the day that we let it in uh 2020 yeah. and i only remember that because i call it my proverbs 16 9 day um just the oh. You know, the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his path. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And one, because that's where my wife and I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> good, 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 good. I actually meant that. That's, no, that was actually yeah. good. Yeah. He's telling the story. This is new information to the world that they <laughs> probably need to hear. Yeah. So, but that was, that was the day that one, me and my wife were like, I guess, that's when I decided. I was like, nah, this is... This is someone that I, yeah. you know, at least have interest in. Um, but more than that, I remember I had been fighting and I did not want to lead worship. I did not. I was refusing it. I had done it um, a couple times and I just didn't want to do it. And I remember specifically, Ben, you and I having a conversation right before where at least what I remember is like you were just straight up, bro, we're following you. Just yeah. lead. Lead us. Mm. So I like, t- so. What happened is we're in practice. This is no shade on you because we're looking at this hindsight. Yeah, we're we're doing practice, and I I remember you specifically saying like I'm going to do this, but I don't want to be a worship leader. And I was like, too bad, so sad. You got the guitar and the mic. So at this point in time, we need someone to tell us where the bridge ends. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and so I texted you, and I was like, hey, bro, can you meet me out front of 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 Binkley real quick? And you're like, yeah. And so we just walked off to the right, and I was like, I was like, I whatever, how you feel about worshiping. I was like, you need to just lead us, dude. 
Yeah. And I think at that time, that's when I first started leading at faith. Yeah. I got told that by someone in the congregation. Mm-hmm. They came up to me and they said, hey, you're doing really good, but you need to lead us. We're following you. Mm-hmm. And so I just tra- I just kind of like put that. Just transferred it. Yeah. yeah, just transferred yeah. it over. Yeah. And I mean, that was that was kind of the thing that the Lord used to kind of start turning the wheels and being like, OK, this isn't a choice. And, and I'm not, like, trying to get any kind of doctrine on anybody, but, like, when the Lord has a plan for your life, like, it's, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. you're going to um, kind of fall in line with that eventually. You can fight it. Um, but, and sometimes it's more clear than others, but I think I had been fighting it for way longer than I should have been. Um, and so I'm, I'm very grateful for that conversation. <laughs> Because I don't think that I would be in the place that I. There's a lot of fun memories around that time when y'all started dating. Oh yeah, that was that was a mess. Dude, I remember being at the at the Sibley's. uh, Like it was like right after Grace started. I don't even know if it was probably before this Appleby moment. Oh yeah, it was was. way before. Because I gave her her first tour. That's that's right. She remembered you. Yeah. From that. Well, she was like, I was like, do you want a tour? And she was like, my family works here. And I was like, all right. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> Whatever. I'll just walk you to Ledford. <laughs> or do you want to walk me? you see me? Travis yeah. walk in, you're like, oh, oh, oh. your family. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it was, it, that was a, that was a crazy, crazy Well, can time. I just tell a fun anecdote? Okay. Is that, okay. okay. So he, he's sense. all like, I'm taking it slow, <laughs> you know? And then y'all are married now, this so I can say this. is favorite story. It is my favorite story. We're taking it slow, you know, everything's chill and cool. You know, I'm just, you know, being friends first, blah, blah, So I go to Chick-fil-A, like, the next day after he tells me this. Mm-hmm. I'm inside eating with, with Seth. Hunter. I thought it was, was Hunter. Hunter. It was Hunter and I look over, and I see him and her <laughs> all cuddled up in the car in the drive-thru. <laughs> and I see Grace. You can't see me. But she just, I imagine someone slouching down in the seat in complete embarrassment. Yeah. Because both of them were, like, adamant. No, we're just, like, friends. It's the Southeastern yeah. fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just admit that that was that was yeah that was. Whatever. I laugh at that. But no, do you remember James when we, uh, you led D now at Holly Grove and I was playing bass. Yeah. And the night after we were like driving back and you were like, let's go get some food. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> you were like, why? I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta go meet a friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was the last. Um, that was the last D now I did before I I, I moved. Wow. That was like weeks before I moved. That's right. It was really throw, last minute thrown together. Jimmy Cooper normally leads those, yep, uh, yep. and he called me up, or you called. I can't remember who called me up. I think he did. Um, yeah. But it was like a really last minute thing, and I had to throw something together. I was like, yeah, let me <laughs> scrape the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. No, so called me. No, dang, dude, we had a that, that was a good team. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We had we had Natalie on keys. We had you on drums. We had uh, you on bass. Leading for bass is fun. I like bass. Okay, you're yeah. the first person to say that. I enjoy it as well. It's really cool. It like the, my, my first time leading an Applebee, I was playing bass, and it's not my main. I play bass like a guitarist, which upsets a lot of bass players. But it's still yeah. a lot of fun, well, and it's a challenge. Deal with it. I try to I try to lead a, at least two or three times a year from bass. Right now, in my current setup, that's not really going to happen because we're a really small team, really small church, yeah. um, and like. Bass without drums is kind of weird. So the past the past few yeah. months, I've actually been leading once a month from bass. Oh, cool! Because we only have one bassist, and so the first week of the month, we don't have a full team, mm. and then he plays two weeks, so I play the off week and just schedule my other guitarist. I'm about to start leading from bass. Yeah, because one of you, our guys is going away for a year, so he's oh just gonna gosh, he's I gonna take a week that. and he's gonna 
be a better bass player okay. than both of us. All right. okay. I mean, no, okay. yeah. maybe three yeah. days, yeah. honestly. Okay, he's without the bass at this point. I learned. Wow. I learned in forty-five minutes before the first time I ever left <laughs> from bass. I learned. Like, it was in rehearsal. Wild. Like I showed up to our church's rehearsal. I was a, I was in student. I was a student leader at the time, and uh, uh, the guy leading the student worship team was like, "Hey man, um, our bass player's gone, and like we really need a bass player." I'm like, "Okay." Like I don't know any bass players. He's like, "No, I'm I'm telling you, you're gonna lead from bass today." I'm like, "I don't know how to play bass." He's like, "How long have you played guitar?" I'm like, "A year and a half." He's like, "You can play bass." And he <laughs> taught me just like the simplest stuff, first position stuff. And he's like, you can count, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, cool, yeah. And I played, I played through. <laughs> it was probably, in hindsight, awful, but functional. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've, I've really liked it. And I got to see if Faith will let me have that bass guitar because I know it just sits in a closet in their church. <laughs> I love that bass uh, guitar. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's no, a no, no, side point. What's funny is I actually learned to play bass in the same way a year and a half after I started playing guitar. So that's mm. that's kind of crazy. Oh, except for I actually put one of those, like, uh, the picture of the fret with the notes yeah. on my music yep. stand. It just went with it. Like, I would do that uh, for the Faith uh, Christmas Eve services. Um, normally, Dr. Pratt is the bass player there. And bass Daddy? Shout out to Dr. Bass Daddy. Uh, he's awesome. Um, I love Jake Pratt to death. And uh, his bass is fantastic to play on um it's it's like a cadillac and uh he keeps it at the church he kept it i don't know if he's still there uh if he kept it at but he kept it at the church and i was like the last person you'd call but apparently enough people were like (laughs) out of town and sick and so they asked me to play for the christmas eve service and i had to have that little like cheat sheet of the notes and how it was like it was right next to the drum the drummer and he looked over and saw and he looked at me and he gave me this look like you have no idea what you're doing, do you? And no, no, I no, do not. No. But I'm doing it. Yep. <laughs> it's one of those moments. Now I can play like little little bass licks while leading. Although I definitely tried to play the bass lick and forgot the first lyric of the of the song. That's and the I hard didn't part. play the rest of the bass licks for that song the, because I was like, no. Nope. The thing you'll have to is like the mel like because you're a lot of times like the bass line is different from the melody, and yeah. so what you're playing is gonna. It, it, it's kind of like patting your head and rubbing your tummy. Like it's you as a drummer will probably. Yeah, I was gonna say Ben probably has a leg like, up, so you yeah, will yeah, learn yeah, faster. Yeah. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not making a stab. I'm just saying you will learn faster. Dude, these are compliments. Take them. They're, no, yeah, I, like, I, 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 I know. <laughs> oh, don't reject them. Oh, well, kind of shifting from that, and and now that we've given a lot of our background and, and calling in that sense, um, I really want to spend a few minutes talking about like what are three things uh, that we kind of wish we would have known about when we started leading worship. Um, it seems like most of us were kind of tossed into it a little bit, um, slash kind of stepped into it and didn't really understand it. Um, so with that, I'm sure that you guys like me have learned a lot of <clears throat> things just by doing them and failing. Um, yeah. so what are, so think of like, you know, roughly about three things that, uh, you wish you had known about, um, Ben. I'd say the first one is just your first year is and you know, continues to be primarily your first year in ministry is just a cycle of making mistakes and learning and pretty much nothing else. I mean, leadership wise, you you know you you've been at the church for less than a year. They don't know if you're gonna stay. Like, I I told somebody this a couple weeks ago. I said the first year for me, if like if I could go back and tell myself, I'd just say, dude, it's a wash. Make no decisions based off of it. Like just be there for a year 
and then count that as your start date. But don't mm-hmm. don't take the first year too, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> Just learn mm-hmm. and make more mistakes and learn and make more mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing. People tell you that and you won't believe it. Yep. And then you'll get a job in ministry and you'll go, oh, uh, Well, okay. sometimes you won't believe it until about yeah, everything will go smoothly. For or you a think it's going season. smoothly. Well, okay. It's going smoothly say, in your head. It's going uh, as smoothly as a toddler learning to walk. You're like, you're doing really good. Yeah. And it's like, dude, yeah. he can't run. And then about six months in, you're like, yeah. I suck at this. Yeah. What? <laughs> so. Yeah. James? Uh, yeah, my, my number one was uh, pursue personal holiness. Um, like, a lot of people will tell you that. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not a, that's not original to me in any sense, but, um, it's extremely important and it's something that I haven't always done well and I'm sure 20 years from now I'll look back at me now and be like wow I wasn't doing it well then and 20 years from then hopefully like it's that edification process that's just part of the Christian life Um, you always want to be pursuing a holier life pursuing a life that looks more like Mm -hmm. Jesus and if you're doing that in your personal life, then doing that in your vocation is going to become a whole lot easier, um, our vocation being worship ministry. Um, so, yeah, like you will be a better leader um, for your church um, and a better leader for your people, your congregation, and a more God-honoring worship leader if you are pursuing a holy life. So that's being intentional with your family, being intentional with your time in the Word, um, and yeah, just growing as a believer, um, not letting that fall by the wayside because it's a fast-paced church life can be a fast-paced life, and um, it can always feel like you're just trying to get one more thing done or doing this one new song or leading this other person or like it can stuff like that can build on top of each other, and you can if you're not prioritizing your personal walk, then it's all going to crumble eventually. I had an issue of idolizing the job and idolizing mm. the worship of like hey this is a good thing and I I like doing this and I like how I feel when when I'm doing this and um, you know those are all great good things like it's cool to say like man that worship moment was beautiful like I just felt like you know goosebumps and a rush and like there are moments like that where that's a really really cool thing to talk about but I was idolizing that and focusing on that and running towards that as opposed to running towards Christ, um, which is dangerous. And that happens in ministry in general, not just our, our specific worship field. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And my, my kind of number one in my top three was something that I tell myself every day, uh, and that's that the only thing that I know to be true is that I don't know everything and hardly know anything. That's right. <laughs> um, especially when it comes to this. Like, I can know... I can know these things that I do, but um, I try my best and fail often to not hold them to, well, I actually know what I'm doing, you know. Um, not, not in a sense of, like, the opposite end of pride, you know, where you're kind of, like, beating yourself down. Like, I, I know how to play guitar, but I don't know how to best play guitar while leading God's people best. Like, I, I can't know that, um, especially not now with the limited experience that I have. Um, that, that's just the thing that I remind myself every day. Uh, my second one, something I wish I would have known, is that uh, ha- so I have, I have a split role, director of worship and connections. So the second part of that is everything from first impressions to like kind of the membership process, 
and then joining the church and starting serving like that kind of that side is the connections. Um, and so really having a split role would be to my benefit as a leader. Um, you know, where I thought at the beginning, okay, well, this is just, you know, temporary until we get big enough to where I can be just the worship guy. Mm. And like, even now knowing hindsight, like I don't ever want to be just the worship guy ever at any church. Mm-hmm. Like to, it's been, you know, I wrote some positives, you know, delegation, being able to have other areas where you exercise leadership that's not in worship, um, the ability to get out of the worship space and get into another area of ministry and, and kind of switch gears and flip the switch and get your brain going in a different direction. It's just helpful. Uh, and then just good perspective on different areas of the church. And so all those things I wish I would have kind of considered knowing like, well, I didn't go to school to do first impressions, but that's really become a really good thing for me as far as getting a a different perspective on areas of ministry, being able to be a a leader in a different area and being challenged to grow in an area I didn't go to school for. So having to do that continuing Mm -hmm. education outside of school. Hot take number one, I'm not convinced that a full-time, I've told you this, I'm not convinced that a full-time worship pastor is necessary and in a sense, maybe size-wise it is. And maybe, yeah, there's, because you can make the argument like you want to give full attention to one thing. I'm just saying for the benefit of the person, I don't always think that like staying in the that corner and like doing that one thing, unless, and I would say if you're like a pastor and you're doing like pastoral counseling and you're, mm-hmm. you have those other areas, but if like you are just the worship and like that's it, it's not bad, but I think it's better to have kind of multiple roles within the church. Yeah. I mean, don't come for my job, but like, I like, said that, I said that like, you're split like, now. Oh yeah. So yeah. Right. Like yeah. I am bivocational now. Um, well, even least, your role within the church now. Yeah. Is I'm, I'm split and I'm bivocational. Technically I haven't, I haven't put You're down, tribe I, I haven't put down a second job yet. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm working on that. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm split now and yeah. it's, I spent the last two and a half years not like I was a worship pastor mm-hmm. and I now like where I'm coming from was a multi-site church. It was necessary. It was very different. It was yeah. necessary. Yeah. Part of my job was working with other worship pastors and leaders. And, um, but I, to your point, like it is, I know, I know worship leader that just like, yeah, you know, they, they do their weekly job in a day and a half and then yeah. they just like kind of coast and twiddle their thumbs the rest of the week and and not saying and, that people do that if that's if you're only yes yes yeah, so that, yeah. that's that's a what i'm describing is the the exception not the rule yeah um but there's very busy worship it pastors. is yeah, <laughs> yeah very much so yeah um and like i was one of them like i yeah. because i wanted to stay healthy like we had a small group so i was able to like teach weekly yeah. and disciple Weekly disciple outside of my worship ministries, uh, especially, was important because mm. it showed the congregation, yeah. hey, he's not just you know caring about like the talent, like he's not yeah. just caring about the musicians uh, or the production folks. Um, he cares about us as people, um, and that's so important to be able to do. And my split now is community. Yours is connections, right? Yeah. Like we have almost the same job. It's title. pretty similar. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of overlap. I don't do first first impressions yeah. um, or membership, but I do small groups and get mm-hmm. and connecting people in, and um, that's been really cool to to step into because I fell in love with that over this last couple of years, leading and teaching um, in a small group format. What about your second 
Uh, I mean, it's on this. It's in the same vein. Like, um, like learn to work with people. Um, like, your the people on your staff, um, or if if it's not like if it's not that big of a church, like just work with your your pastor. Um, they're your pastor. <laughs> yeah, like there. But there's also, um, you know, you're as a worship leader, you're like you're a face to your people. Um, and so there can be this like assumption of, of authority, uh, which you do have some like as the leader of, of that time of worship through song. Um, so you have to learn to lock arms with your pastor, lock arms with the other staff at your church and the other leaders at your church, um, and lead your people in the same direction. And that direction should be towards Christ. Uh, That's just the like work side of it. But also you're leading a ministry. Mm-hmm. The people that are serving on our teams, in our ministries, most of the time they're not paid. I've been at churches where you are paying some of them, um, still not a lot, and it's it's a sacrifice for them. For us, it's it's what we do. Um, so it's like no big deal. Yeah, come in at this time or do this or add add this to your plate. You've got to accept that some people are, are just not going to be able to give as much as you want. Um, or even as much as they want. And also life happens. Tragedies happen. There's going to be a moment where, you know, you'll call somebody up. Hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, there's been a death in the family or I'm going through a divorce or like any number of just life changing stuff happens. <laughs> and you have to equip yourself to lead in the midst of that. Um, love your people in the midst of that. And... Um, speaking as someone who who had a lot of big things like that happen within the first year and a half to two years of full-time vocational ministry, you can't really prepare yourself fully for it until it happens. Um, Mm -hmm. I I wrote this in my um, um, ordination assessment um, because there was a question about, like, you know, how are you going to handle pastoring and leading, you know, someone through a huge life tragedy or something like this. Or, um, and I was like, I've got a plan, but, um, there's a Mike Tyson quote that I love. And it's like, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And (laughs) I, I put that in my, uh, ordination (laughs) assessment. And, um, when they're reading through it, like how it worked at my, like they're, they're reading through it, asking me questions about it. And one of the guys on there had, he's been a pastor for like 40 years. And he's like, I've done a lot of these. I've never seen somebody quote like Mike Tyson in this. Um, but I love it because it's true. Like I had like, Oh yeah, if this happens, here's how I'm going to handle it. Yeah. And then it would happen. And I would, it, it's like a punch in the face and you don't really know how you're going to handle it until it happens. So just be ready for that. And just, yeah, learn to work with people, read books on leadership, secular and, and Christian, Mm -hmm. um, go to seminars, like learn from, ask other leaders who have been doing it more often and focus on the people that you're serving and the people you're working with. And mine's just literally a piggybacking off, off of remember, I wish I would have remembered that it was okay to not have everything nailed down like musically I think uh, when I first started I was so focused that a rehearsal was not fun and I'm not talking about like oh it's a party and it's like you know you don't have to do any work and we're not focusing but like 
half my team looked miserable sometimes and it was my fault it wasn't mm. it wasn't what we were doing because i was so fixed on we have to do this this way right now and they weren't there yet and i i completely missed the point that i was there to serve them they were there to serve me in my mind and i wish i had known better um i i and i think that goes along with learning to work with people well first of all realize they're people realize they're people that are in your ministry and what ministry is about is servant leadership and serving your people and so i really wish that i would have would have understood that so number three yeah my third one uh just praying regularly for your congregation and your teams will greatly affect the way you think about and plan for sunday mornings like Mm -hmm. uh this is something that you know you only learn from seeing the negative unfortunately more than you do the positive and um but then there's cool times like the other week where like we had a couple that both passed within the same week. Like the husband died and then the wife died. Mm. Pretty, pretty. So we're doing their funeral Saturday, and it's just a joint funeral. No fam- Like they don't have any. They were in their 80s, so like they don't have any extended family. So it's just the church family, and I was leading the that Sunday after they had both passed during uh, 10,000 Reasons in that third verse. Um, you know, on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near, and my time will come, and the Lord just because I'd been praying for them, brought them to my mind and just really, I mean, just got, I just choked up. I mean, just trying to sing that song, you know, and it was just mm. one of those moments where you realize, yeah, I mean, pray, it's, it's not, it's not a formality. It's a reality. You're bringing these people who may otherwise not bring themselves before the Lord in prayer and other people might not bring them to the, him. You may be the only one. Um, and it just softens your heart to those people because like, like James said, they're, they're, you know, and like you said, you're working with people. And so whether they tell you they don't like the song you sing or send you a nasty email or whether they're just hurting, um, praying for them kind of, you know, it, it really affects the way that you think about and plan music and structure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just do that. Keep on praying for your people. Mm. That's great. Um, I said, and this is something that um, I was encouraged by when I was still a student here. Um, just focusing on the 90% rather than the 10. And what I mean by that is, like, as a worship leader, people see the 10% of what we do, the Sunday morning, the Wednesday night. They see the rehearsals and the, and the leading on stage, and, like, that's really, really cool. And nine times out of ten, that's what draws people into this, doing this. Is like, that looks awesome. Um, those are the cool kids. Like, I want to be on that stage or I like, there is that appeal and that allure and little Lords has certainly used that (laughs) to, uh, bring people in maybe for the wrong reason and then refine that out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're all just kind of broken tools in in his perfect hands. Um, but the 90% that is not seen is the, what Ben was saying, the, that intentional prayer, um, that having difficult conversations with people, um, pursuing personal holiness is, um, it's maybe it looks like building slides in ProPresenter, uh, which personally I don't like at all. I do it every week. <laughs> yeah. And like, Shout I, out JV. Like I, I have to do, uh, more like I'm com- I was, I was like, gifted at my last like I just showed up and like everything was in pro presenter 
Like we also uh, ran, we also ran tracks. Everything was tracked out. Like if you're at a church that you run tracks, like maybe you have to build those. That takes hours. It takes skill. It takes a lot of time. And I don't like that work. This is my dream job. Like I don't, I don't see myself doing anything else other than this. I'm not skilled to do anything else other than this. Um, thankfully, the Lord has placed me in a place where I can do this. Even in your dream job, there's stuff you don't like doing. There's grunt work. And so um, it's reading a book. Um, it's, you know, like I said, that's stuff that is not super, super well seen or projected. It's the ugly stuff that kind of gets tucked in the corner. But if you do all that 90 stuff well, the 90% of, of the job well, then that 10% is going to be even better. It's going to be actually glorifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it will be a gift to the Lord. It will be a gift to your people. Wow, that feels really prideful to say it's a gift to the Lord. <laughs> um, but well, I mean, it's it's yeah. doing your best. Exactly. I mean, and that's it's it goes to say that like uh, this example. I've said this a billion times. I, I may have said it on the podcast. I said it to probably everybody. Maybe not you two, but uh, one of the things that has driven my work ethic even further um, is something that Benjamin said. Um, saying that, you know, what what did Jesus do from 12 to 33? Yeah. Well, he was a carpenter, and you would have never seen a wonky-legged table come out of the carpenter shop in Nazareth because Jesus, and and in his imagine? point... Yeah, <laughs> in, Where'd you get that, ty- that uh, table? Uh, Christ carpentry, it's not good. <laughs> Don't go there. Oh, gosh. But... <laughs> But, I but see Ben shaking just, his head. That's sorry. I just feel like there's like, so many. Yeah. Oh, but but his, <laughs> so point there, his, his point there is just like, I mean, there's so much work that goes into it, but all you see is the table, right? You don't see what it came from yeah. and what you're handed. And so I think it's not prideful. It's giving Lord our best um, in that sense and, yeah, and doing that. 90%. You're striving for excellence, not perfection. Yeah. Don't hear us say perfection. Yeah. Um, and these are. I heard you say perfection. Yeah. You just now, but yeah. like. In general, well, earlier. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We're getting to like. I feel uh, like I'm getting to that point where I'm just saying like platitudes that like platitudes. I hear. Like I don't I, like. Like I've I've said enough, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my three things at that. Yeah. So well, my my final thing is um, it's just know your people and be known by your people. Um, this is something that I say from a point of realizing this Sunday how bad I am at it. Um, I know several people, and I think that several people know me, but there's a whole congregation. And so I think one of the things that I was just really convicted by this past Sunday as I finished doing this thing was, man, I end the last song, I sit through the, or I stand through the benediction, and we're dismissed, and I start packing up my guitar. I'm like, man, I can stay late, and I can pack my guitar up after everybody. And I'm not saying every week you have to stay late. It's not practical. I have a wife and a daughter that need to get home sometimes. But the point is like, I'm so focused on, oh, my job is done. Boom, packing up my guitar. And instead of walking in the midst of the people and being one of them and not just being the guy on the stage. Um, and, and I say that not as a something I wish I would have known, but as something I'm like, I wish I would learn faster. <laughs> And you're, I like that you're feeling that at a small church. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. not like a 
That's why it's even. I'm saying like at a church that's less than what do y'all you know? We're at like like 200 people. Yeah, that's not even a small church. Yeah, that's like a reasonable sized church. So go go to a church of 10,000 people. Yeah, go to a multi-site church. Go to a church of a thousand or two thousand. Yeah, and you could do that every week. You could just make the green room your home. Yeah. So. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing is you're not gonna I'm not gonna know every single person. And every single person is not going to know me. But the reality is, every single person knows my face, and I don't know their faces. Uh, do you know how many times someone will walk up, be like, "James, how you doing, man?" So thankful for I'm like, "Hey, buddy." Like, "Hey, man." Or, well, the Christian one is like, "Oh, brother, thank you so much, brother, brother, thank brother." You. Yeah. Like, oh. uh, and I'm like, I should know your name, and I feel so terrible. Um, and I'm new at my church, relatively, like. There's people who are like, how long have you been here? And I'm like, oh, probably not longer than you have. Like, I came, I started here, and I moved here in October. Like, yeah. um, but because we're in in a place where people see us, they know us. You know, occasionally our pastors will give us a shout. Oh, great, great job, Ben. Yeah, Aubrey, James, thanks for leading. Like, they know us. Mm-hmm. We don't know them, and uh, we should. So, yeah, yeah that's that's, yeah, a good that's, word. that's something that I just been convicted by so um well so the last kind of quick two things um make this rapid fire as well just top three favorite songs to lead right now uh christ be magnified unto him which is a shane shane cut that no one's really Mm. it's great it's out of jude we were doing a jude series it matches what we preached Mm. there's a fountain nice um for me it's how marvelous uh that throwback to Chris Tomlin and, and passion. Wow. Oh, it's so good. Um, thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Um, again, fantastic. Um, and um, then the doxology. Mm. Uh, I lead, I start every rehearsal with the doxology, and um, I'd like to get to a point where I can, we're not crazy liturgical as a church, mm-hmm. but I would love to start or end every service with it, but it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, I think my three... Uh, Draw Me Close, uh, the Shane and Chain version of that song. Uh, Jesus is Better by Austin Stone. I could have called that one. Oh, yeah, no. Bro, every that, time I every play, time. no, like in a good way. Every time I play a D now, Jesus is Better is on the playlist. Really? Yeah. Yep. But it's so it's so good. Yep. So truth, uh, truthful. Um, so truth. <laughs> I give a shirt, a sticker for the podcast. <laughs> so, so truth. truth. Aubrey Stark. Uh, <laughs> I had a history teacher uh, in high school. He's like, that is the truth. And yeah. Like, yeah. So truth. Yeah. Uh, but the last one being, I don't get to, I don't lead it very often, especially because I like leading it like this. But great is that faithfulness. But uh, with the two John Piper uh, verses, oh. uh, we lead it with just the piano. You're one of those Baptists. I get it. Yeah. Hey, Super it, reformed. It's. Mm. it's, it's <laughs> All right, we're not going to get into that conversation. Next question, next question. I love it, I love it. Next question. What's your favorite part about leading musical worship in very short? Uh, Watching people that I've prayed for get to the throne. Mm. It's clear-cut, simple. Yeah, uh, it's it's commanded in Scripture, and so uh, getting to see... What? Like, it's <laughs> just drop that. It's, it's biblical. Like, uh, my favorite like, part is obedience. Is yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's seriously. Commanded. Like, it is. Wow. It is. I was. I was. I was in. Uh, I was in First Samuel. Like that this homeschool morning. kid. I was. Uh, I just love obeying my parents. Don't throw. My, <laughs> my favorite thing about going home. <laughs> Hear me out on this, man. Like, 
um, it can be seen as this, like, this is our offering, and this is a sacrifice that we're giving up. I was in First Samuel this morning, and it's all over the Psalms, too. Um, and King Saul, like, goes and, and uh, is commanded to go and just wipe out this nation, and he doesn't. He saves, like, all the best stuff. And then... Chapter 15? Yeah. And it's like, why did you do that? And he goes, oh, well, I'm saving it as a sacrifice. Off. Like, we're going to offer this to the Lord. And no, like, it, it then cuts to, like... Does the, the Lord the, require sacrifice? Uh, thank you. Yes. Like, yeah, he yeah, de- yeah. like the, the blood of bulls and goats. Is that what I want? No. Like, he wants... He desires obedience and, and a heart that is... is, is drawn to him mm-hmm. and so to get to communicate that and implement that and lead our people through that mm-hmm. uh, because there's moments where I don't want to do it like I don't want to sing I don't want to lead there's I, I know what it's like to stroll in on a on a Sunday morning tired when like Ben's you, playing drums like, yes ugh, you remember man, that dude Stephen yeah. called you yes you were in bed I was in bed yeah <laughs> Uh, that was that's a different story. Yeah. That's that's like you should have asked like what's the most embarrassing moment of oh, worship ministry and I felt that's that story. But yeah, like it's 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 a biblical command mm. that we get to help like yeah. lead our people to. Um and uh yeah, that's like a new thing though. Like I if you had asked me that question like a week and a half ago, I I would have said something totally different. Mm. Um, something kind of basic like Ben's answer. No, that's oh a, my god. No, 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 no. That's a that's a Dang. beautiful answer, Ben. Well, but, mine yeah. mine is is simple, and it's 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 similar to Ben's in just a sense of like my favorite part of leading worship is leading people. Like yeah. it's it's nothing to do. I think when I first started, I loved playing guitar and and leading songs and people singing, and it was all good. It's all great. But now, like, if somebody broke my guitar and took all of the sound tech away and I had to sing a cappella and lead people, I'd be perfectly fine. Heart of worship, baby. I'm yeah, back for real. There's probably, that's probably not like you, you, you don't want to get like copyrighted. So, uh, yeah, because yeah. we sound so much like the original. I, Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll get copyrighted. Yeah. No. But, <laughs> but, oh, well, anyways, to uh, kind of close out this. Uh, podcast episode want to get your recommended book choice so James what book do you have for us I brought it I don't know if Ben oh. brought one with him uh, man what's this roasting Ben for not doing what you, you do gosh. oh my gosh this is our relationship uh, no. <laughs> um, this is uh, Under the Unpredictable Plant by Eugene Peterson mm. uh, Eugene H. Peterson I don't know what the H stands for um, but Super. it it's an exploration in vocational holiness. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I deserve it. No, um, it's an exploration in vocational holiness, and it's based around um, the book of Jonah. Um, I had a, uh, we both had a friend that recommended this book to us um, named Tim Clemens. He's a Timmy wor- He's a worship pastor in South Carolina. Cool. Um, and I'm a really slow reader. Um, I also read multiple. I have to read multiple books at a time. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll like put put stuff down. I've been picking this up and putting it down all year. And every time I do pick it up, I'm like I, I'll read a like I have to read it so slowly because it's so so good. It's so deep. And there's stuff not just I mean because this this guy's not a worship pastor. Um, it's just changed no, how I've seen ministry and um, it's helped me pursue. Uh, a holier life 
that is consistent with the person that I am on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. and Wednesday nights with my yeah. people um, because there's a huge rift that can be easily formed uh, when you work in the church. You can be a different person when you're not there, and that's not what you want. So this is really helpful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. Mine is Knowing God by J.F. Packer. Mm. Great book. Know God better, serve him better. Yeah. So good. Purpose so of doxology good. is theology. Ooh. That's from sure. that one. That's that's Packer. Like sure. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Great that book. book. It is a great book. Well, that that's funny because I actually I wasn't planning on recommending a book until like this afternoon and I was like, Oh man, I think this is gonna go with it. But uh it's Doxology and Theology. Hey. <laughs> by Matt it's compiled Matt by Matt Boswell. Yeah. Um but there's just a lot of good chapters in there by a lot of good uh, and faithful worship pastors um, in there. So, yeah, we wrote a chapter. Um, yeah, no, yeah. we it got did, left we, on the cover. We did floor. not. It's on the next not. edition. Well, they said it was too good. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They were like, we don't want you to upstage the other talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Aaron Ivy, man. Yeah. Austin Stone, like, like, like yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he wrote about like I don't know, like a G chord. He was. <laughs> oh my so. gosh, let's not roast it. Uh, All right, well, Ben, do you mind uh, closing us in prayer today? Sure, man. Uh, Lord, just thank you for this time, and uh, thank you for these guys and these friends, and yeah, just pray to continue to bless our ministries and help us to just lead week by week, just faithfully each week, um, that our our, our uh, faithfulness on Monday would translate to our usefulness on Sundays. So um, we just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being on the worship pour with me today, um, and thank you guys for listening, uh, and I hope that you will tune in next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Worship Poor Podcast, where we talk about Christian worship for worshipers. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode and continue coming back for more. Check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and follow the podcast at the Worship Poor Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and X. Be sure to like, save, and subscribe. And thanks again for joining me on the Worship Poor Podcast.